We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred and sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick, and we are officially out of draft month. We have passed all of our draft coverage here on the Pack a Day Podcast, and we're getting back into the normal rhythm, the normal schedule that uh, that you all have known to come and love. A few shakeups along the way. Some stuff got moved around. I know that there's going to be, all across the whole week schedule, there's going to be new teams coming up. And we are no different here in our group. Uh, usually you hear me, myself, with Janelle Mackey and Matt Fralick every other Tuesday. We flipped with Andy, so we're recording this for the Monday podcast. But this whole group here, usually our every other Tuesday group, it's me and Janelle. But you know, we've got a brand new face. We've swapped out we've swapped out Matt for a brand new face here in the Pack a Day podcast group and, and our team here. Janelle, do you want to introduce people to uh, a person that you've had a few, little bit of experience with before in the past and other ventures? Yeah, so first of all, we didn't try to trade Matt. He was taken <laughs> from us. So just know that we didn't want to get rid of wow. him. <laughs> Matt was cut from our Such a warm welcoming right away, right off the bat. And signed with a new team, but we brought on uh, Eli Berkovitz, who obviously, if you follow me, you know that we do open book together every Thursday with Zach. So, yeah, I don't don't know if he's excited to have to talk to me as much as he is, but I'm excited (laughs) to work with him despite picking on him for taking Matt's place. Yeah, 
I'm ready. I'm ready to fill Matt's shoes. I know that it's it's a big it's a big uh, job to do that, but I am more than prepared to take it away. So I'm excited to join the team, and thank you guys for letting me swap out with Matt. Yeah, and our Jimmy your, Graham, as we've been yeah. calling him. No, 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 no. I'm not Jimmy Graham. Matt is our Jordy, and Eli's our Jimmy. No, I would say more. I'm Devante, and Matt could be Jordy. So it's like Jordy left, and Devante kind of became a star. So I would, you know, gravitate more towards Devante than uh, Jimmy Graham. I was oh, gonna see. say Martellus Bennett, but I'd like oh, to wow. Bennett. Awesome. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> no, For about it, three minutes and then Eli might already ask to quit and Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all in all seriousness, no, it is it is awesome to have Eli join us. Um I mean if you are a person on Packers Twitter, there's not a chance in hell that you have not run across uh one of the um, many, many like awesome video compilations and breakdowns and stuff like that that Eli uh, puts to out there and puts together. Um, so it's great to have a name and a guy like you, Eli, joining our group. So uh, as much as as much crap as we give you, uh, we welcome you into the group for sure with open arms. There's, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of fun uh, as we move into the rest of this off season and. The uh, and pretty soon I just like I realized I, I recorded Saturday and I was I sat down and was like oh my gosh like literally a month from now we're gonna be talking about OTAs and mini camps yeah and then before you know that it's gonna be training camp like we're, like this whole off season just feels like it flies by once you get through once you get through the uh, the draft process and everything um so uh, speaking of the draft we've moved past uh, a lot of our Packers draft coverage. And so that means today we're going to spend probably about like, I don't know, 40 minutes just talking about Aaron Rodgers. That's what I feel like we're going to do. We'll, we'll just we'll just spend about an hour breaking down literally every sentence punctuation mark that he has sent out or, or spoke in the last year and a half to, to get to the bottom of this. Um, well, no, I, 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 I wish that people could see behind the scenes how emotionally distraught Eli is over all this. Because this is his guy, so it's like I'll be talking to him, and it's out of nowhere, like, man, I'm just sad. (laughs) Yes. It's so brutal. I feel so bad. Like, the situation is a mess in itself, but watching Eli on the sideline just suffer through it, I I don't know. I get a little sick pleasure out of it, even though I'm secretly suffering, too. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long two weeks, or it's a week. I don't even know. The days have kind of blurred together since – draft day and that story came out from Shefty but yeah I mean you know I'm running on about 11 minutes of sleep in the last two weeks <laughs> and I'm really excited for the future of all of us so yeah yeah it's not been it's not been fun I mean it's like I I've I've likened it to and this is going to be a real downer and I apologize right off the bat but it's kind of like when you have an older animal like a dog that's been around for like 12 13 years and they're getting a little bit slower and you know like okay like i've got a couple more years left with this dog i'm gonna love this dog i'm gonna you know i'm gonna enjoy my time and then like it's like all of a sudden you're coming to realize like oh this might be ending a lot sooner than i was emotionally prepared for that's where i feel like i'm at right now i knew that i only had a couple more years of aaron Rodgers, and this whole thing is just basically giving me a panic i'm like 
I'm like, I wasn't ready. I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. I just want a chance to say goodbye to him. And and it's like I feel like he's being ripped away from me. I, I don't want that yet. I just give me a couple more years so I can give I can give myself the emotional space to to process it and and give the final hurrah like that's gonna that I think that that's the thing that would suck most about this is that I know I said we weren't gonna spend a lot of time on this but I the thing that would suck most is not being able to give him kind of the Kobe Paul Pierce like send off you know like yeah. those like kind of like those players like you got to have a for a farewell tour. And to only have Lambeau filled with a couple thousand people in that NFC Championship game, if that ends up where he – that's his last game as a Packer, that's really going to suck. Like, he deserves kind of to have that full crowd there behind him one last time. So I just hope it's – I hope it it's not the end. But Well, thanks, Dan. I'm depressed. We, but <laughs> Now that you're talking was, about dead dogs. That was a real – I love Aaron Rodgers. Let me shoot this dog real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Oh, yeah, Mother's Day. But it, you know, the Packers, they already bought their new puppy, though, so it'll <laughs> enjoy the love. <laughs> That's uh, it, this, That's good. this is getting really sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't want to talk about what, dogs anymore. No, I get what you're saying, though, with the whole, you know, you want it to, you want it to, if he goes out, whether he retires or whether he goes and plays for another team, you want his departure from Green Bay to be done the right way. You don't want it to be sour or salty or bitter, like all these negative connotations, mm-hmm. but you want it to be a celebration, like a big thank you for everything you've done. And I feel like the way that this is happening, it's almost people are getting so mad at him and we realistically don't even know the situation because he hasn't said anything and the team is being pretty quiet about it so it's all speculation it seems like and people are picking their sides and they're already moving on and you know screw Rogers and booing his commercials and all of a sudden it's like this is not the way that it's supposed to end this is not how it's supposed to happen so I've been trying to stay optimistic about it and thinking you know what it, it's fixable like uh, Jones said and kind of believing his friends over the media and yeah, it's it's messy and it sucks, but realistically we don't know what's happening, so just try and stay positive until you kind of hear from an actual source from within the team and then go from there. But hopefully it's all just a huge mess right now. You know, seems like every summer there's Aaron Rodgers drama and this is just kind of the the big finale of drama, but hopefully it all works out and he's he's snapping uh he's taking snaps in September for the Packers. For the Packers, yeah. right? Get yeah. add that caveat in there, Janelle, because I don't need any of that other stuff. Well, he could retire <laughs> and go host Jeopardy, but I feel like that would at least make it easier if that's what he were to decide to do. I feel it like would. watching him. Host I would Jeopardy, prefer he retired than play somewhere else. Same. Okay, same. I'm glad I didn't have to fight you guys on that one, but <laughs> yeah. No, Any, anything is better than playing for – anything is better than watching him play for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I already had to do with Jordy. I don't want to have to do it with Rodgers, too. Here's the, here's the, here's the ultimate best-case scenario. Not, okay, take that back. Not best-case scenario because best-case scenario is he comes back and wins, wins three Super Bowls. Um, but let's, let's, call this, let's call this plan B. Best plan B – 
he retires from the NFL and becomes a superstar in the Canadian Football League, and we get to then then you get the crossover because then Packer fans can all still root for him. And can you imagine the CFL with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> He would just throw for 50,000 yards a season and 125 (laughs) touchdowns and just win every championship ever. I would be down to watch it. Why not? I would really love to see what a guy like Aaron Rodgers could do, like, in the CFL or or Arena Football League even. The AFL would be Yeah, that'd be – oh, my God. Can you imagine? Like he goes and plays for the Green Bay Blizzard. Just throw in, in like, 45-yard darts, like 100-mile-an-hour darts, like, from from his own end zone, like, and and throwing touchdowns. That would be sick. Okay, well, that covers our our obligatory Aaron Rodgers talk. Um, The therapy group will meet later this week. I think Thursday is our our set date. Um, We wanted to to focus a little bit on – uh, a review of the draft. I know that we've spent so many weeks now covering everything Packers draft, looking ahead to the draft, and then spending almost a whole week breaking down everything about the draft, um, which I hope you guys all appreciated. I had a lot of fun doing it with our, our crew. We want to take a look now and expand this to uh, the Packers opponents. We want to take a whip around the NFC North, just kind of review what uh, what everyone in the NFC North did draft-wise, take a look at some of the big names, some of the moves, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, so Lions, Bears, Vikings, guys, I, just kind of like a basic overview, like looking at all the picks. Like I've got a whole list of everybody's picks here back-to-back. Um, like there's really – it really feels like the NFC North as a whole – did not do anything sexy outside of Justin Fields. Like it's all offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, cornerbacks. Like there, there's no Justin Jefferson move this year. There's no big one. Like I said, except for Justin Fields. That's that's obviously the biggest one. But um, I mean, like, what do you like? Just when you guys look at just what everybody did in the FC North. Do you get that same vibe? Like, it just doesn't feel like a very sexy draft overall for anybody in the North. Yeah, I think uh, Bears probably have the best draft. They Unfortunately, they had a really good draft. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Justin Fields obviously being the biggest name out of those guys. And, you know, Vikings, I was kind of surprised with them. I thought that, that you know, they could have taken Mac Jones. They trade back and end up with – I think it was a guard, so that kind, of, yeah. that kind of threw me off where, you know, I kind of laughed. It's like they ended up taking a quarterback later, but you could have had one better, and I, I don't know. And then the Lions, there, there's just nothing about their draft that really stood out to me. It just seems like a lot of, you know, puzzle pieces, but nothing, no no big superstars aside from Fields, but, you know, he's going to the Bears, so his <laughs> career is probably going to die anyways. <laughs> Eli, what's your take? Um, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, there's no there's no huge name outside, obviously, of the Justin Fields pick. Uh, you know, looking at the Lions, you know, the Lions, they definitely they only they only drafted seven guys, but I think they picked up some good players. I mean, Penny Sewell falling to them, I believe, at eight, which was a shocker. He was in most people's mock drafts, you know. Once the quarterbacks were gone, he was really the next person to be taken. So him falling was a bit of a shock. And I think they got 
three good players towards the later rounds in Ifiatu Malafanwu at cornerback, uh, Equinemius St. Brown's brother, Amon Ra St. Brown, who I believe had, I mean, I'm a huge EQ fan, but I think Amon Ra could be even better. And then Jamar Jefferson, the running back, uh, he's an interesting pick to me. But going back to the Bears, I would have to agree with Jen. They probably had the best overall draft. I mean, when you get a quarterback like Justin Fields, it's almost like a given. But then you go in the second round and you get Tevin Jenkins, who so many people had mocked in the first. Packers obviously were a hot name around him. Going and grabbing Daz Newsome late in the draft. And then they got, you know, a pretty underrated uh, defensive tackle prospect, uh, Chris Tonga, I believe, in the seventh round at a BYU. So the Bears and Lions, I think, had some pretty strong drafts. The Vikings, getting Darosaw where they did, I thought was a good value. Uh, Kellen Mond, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. I, I'm not overly excited about him. I don't think he's that great. But the other two picks I liked out of the Vikings, and when I say like, I mean really dislike as a Packer fan, was Chaz Surratt, the middle linebacker, and uh, <clears throat> Amir, uh, Amir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver out of Iowa, where a couple guys I thought the Packers could target. Vikings ended up with them. But overall, Dan, like you said, outside of fields, not, not really a sexy draft, but I mean, I would say the Packers had a pretty sexy draft, in my opinion. I mean, it's sexy. It, it, there, these are drafts that are sexy if you're a draft nerd. I feel like, like it's not, it's not the draft where you know, I had, I had family members banging the table for a wide receiver, and were so upset. Like, oh well, thank goodness we got another cornerback. Thank goodness we we did this, and it's like. But if I, I hate to be like draft snobby, but like if you if you really kind of understand what the draft is supposed to truly be like, it's not it's not a fantasy Madden draft where you just get to pick your favorite player and, and plug them in, and it just everything is sunshine and rainbows after that. Like it's picking value, and it's picking guys that you think are going to fit into to your scheme. It's picking the best available player. Like it, there's so much that goes into it of picking the player, the best player available or the player that's a good value at that pick. You can't just yeah. pick you can, like they all want like they were they were also clamoring for a defensive tackle. I I don't think there was a defensive tackle in this draft that was worthy of a first round pick. So like you can't just make that pick because you want to make the pick. You, no, you, but pick, you know what Dan real, real quick not to yeah. you off, but no, I do think this year more than any other years, whether it was Goody or Ted Thompson, I do believe they drafted a little bit more out of need as opposed to best player available because there were clear holes on the roster mm. and they addressed just about every single one in cornerback, offensive line, and wide receiver as opposed to last year, maybe in the other Goody drafts where it was, you know, best player available or maybe some right. depth there, depth there. I thought this year they actually attacked some of their needs more aggressively, and I like to see that. And one example I keep using is the Amari Rodgers example because, you know, uh, I think Ross Oglum said out of the 25 out of the 28 picks that Goody has made as a general manager had a RAS, a RAS score above 8.0, and Amari Rodgers came in at 537, which is very uncharacteristic for Goody to go after a guy like that. But that shows that, number one, 
He saw the need at receiver, but more importantly, he clearly loves Amari Rodgers, believes in him a lot, and thinks he's the perfect fit in the Matt LaFleur scheme, kind of like what you said earlier, Dan, when it's, you know, yeah, he might be the biggest name, but you want to find guys that are going to fit your team's scheme the best. And I think going after someone like Amari Rodgers, even with a 5.37 RAS. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Or that shows that Goody was a bit more urgent in filling the needs that the Packers had currently as opposed to building towards the future, which is what last year's draft felt like. Ah, Eli, you took my one point. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. I thought, you know, last year it was a lot of, you could tell they are planning for the future, and then this year it really felt they were planning for the now, which I think that's what made it more exciting this year than last because it was like, okay, we're getting what we need to be successful this upcoming year. And then um, last year it was kind of like, you know, the picks, nobody really loved them because we didn't feel like we needed them. Obviously, you know, with Dylan, need them now, but guys got hurt and we really didn't see much from last year's draft class. But with this year's, I'm expecting to see a few of them in starting roles, which is really exciting. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, and I mean, too, the the situations between the two years are sort of different as well, you know, because going into going into this past year, you you basically you kind you realize that you're getting like this is going to be the first year that things are going to click. You've had we've had one full year under Matt Lafleur. 
all of these new these new pieces like the Smith brothers, Amos, Rogers in this new system, things are going to start to click a little bit more coming into this second year. So we expect that you expect that you're kind of hoping that guys that were in the system, like maybe a Kevin King that didn't play, or you're still expecting a little bit more out of, or even some of the wide receivers like EQ, Jay Sternberger. Um, you know, you're kind of expecting them to take a little bit of a step forward, and so you maybe treat that as as thinking, well, we can we can draft for future need or players that we're expecting to develop a little bit more because we're hoping that in this second year under this new system with this new staff, things are going to jump. And they did for the most part. You know, the things kind of played out the same. There's obviously, though, now you've kind of seen where the where the holes are moving forward. Cornerback being one of the big ones with the Bakhtiari injury, with Corey Lindsley leaving, offensive line became a huge one, and now at wide receiver – with the uncertainty of contracts moving past this year, wide receiver becomes the need. And so, yeah, so I think there it's, it's different situations, but like you said, Eli, it's good to see them be able to recognize that and draft differently. And cause I feel like that, that was sort of a problem at the end of the Ted Thompson era was it was always sort of the same mentality, no matter what year it was, or no matter what, no matter what the situation was, he just followed the same, it was the same sort of process. But this year, like you said, there's more immediate holes being, you know, that need to be addressed. You were able to find the value at the right pick and execute it. And so, yeah, it's been said, it's been said a number of times on the podcast, I know, but uh, just to say it again, like an absolute killer of a draft, I think addressed all the major needs, like you guys said. Um, so uh, focusing now, let's, let's start with, uh, I have the lions listed first on my list. So we'll start there. The lions, um, I really, I, I'm looking down this list and I really just don't know how I feel about looking at, at all of this. Cause Penny Sewell, I, I, I love him as a tackle. I think, you know, obviously the, one of the best linemen in the, the draft, well, probably the best lineman in the draft, um, to follow a seven like he did, like that's, that's huge for them. I just don't know how this all really kind of helps them now. And so, when you, when you look at them bringing in Jared Goff, trading away Matt Stafford, are you? I don't know where they are. Are they in win? Now? Are they trying to win now mode, or are they in tank mode moving forward? Like and just playing out the rest of Goff's contract to to see what happens after this because you get so you get an offensive lineman to help to help Goff, and then. In two rounds, two and three, you drafted defensive tackles. Who again, like I said, I was not a fan of this tackle class. I think I think it helps. It being in the second, third round, that's great. But like then you a cornerback, a wide receiver, linebacker, running back. I just don't see where like there's so many holes to be filled with the Lions that it's hard to get excited about what they would do, what they did as a Lions fan because I just don't know what the like, what's the process right now? Are you like, is this, are these supposed to be the building box for after Jared Goff? Does this mean that we're in tank mode? Like, are we just running running out the rest of Goff? What Goff has? Just when I look at this, like thinking as a Lions fan and being here in Detroit, I, I hear a lot about it. It's just very like we don't like what do you, like what do you take out of this? Well, you know, like you don't really what, know what to expect out of Goff and out of Dan Campbell. Right. I mean, the thing is, you hire a new head coach you hope that the first year you hire a new head coach, you're not going into tank mode. 
that yeah. would be pretty sad. But it is the, the Lions. Lions. The Lions don't really have any receivers. Yeah, right. That's it. They got Sam Brown, but you know he's a pros, you know a potentially good player at best. You know we don't know exactly what he's going to turn into. They lost Kenny Galladay, they lost Marvin Jones. So, in my opinion, are they going to try to tank? No, but they're the Lions, and they will. So it'll be hilarious. Well, and then obviously they kind of bulked up the defense, so it's almost like we're going to try and stop the other teams more than we care about putting up points. So yeah. <laughs> that's kind of kind of the vibe I get from them, you know, not getting those offensive pieces, but more so trying to stop their opponents instead of beat their opponents. Right. And like, I mean, that's kind of, you kind of, yeah, exactly what I was saying. It was, if you don't, if you're not attacking the offense, then to me that's, that says we're not trying to necessarily and this is, I think tank is tank has is a very dirty word nowadays. Um, but not this like there's jaguars tanking, and then there's like quote unquote tanking, you know. And I think that's where the lions are right now is quote unquote tanking, because they're not necessarily trying to lose games, but they're not really trying to win games. If you're trying to win games. I feel like you're going you're going more heavily with uh, you're looking for weapons you're doing maybe more offense you're doing maybe taking one more offensive line because I I have to imagine there's there's more gaps to be filled along that line than just one that Penny Sewell's gonna have to hang uh, hang on with but like like you said there's there's really no weapons there to begin with Jamal Williams is like probably the biggest free agent signing you had outside of outside of the golf move. And he was, and he's probably looking to be like the second or third running back in this group right now. Um, like it just does, it does like th- these these show to me that you're planning to win in a couple of years. You're hoping that these guys become building blocks to to, to build off of. I just don't love it. I, I I really don't. But that's that's what the Lions like to do, though. Yeah, thankfully we're not Lions fans. Oh God! <laughs> listening, listening to Detroit sports radio, it makes me thankful every single day. It's like listening to gospel music as a Packer fan. You're like, praise God! Like I am, I have <laughs> well, moved like, away from the powers of Satan. I do not, I do not follow the Lions. They, they almost do like the draft and develop, but they forget to develop. Most of the draft, draft part either. And then, yeah. <laughs> The Lions, yeah, I didn't see their their overall plan with the two defensive tackles, and I don't know. I mean, th- their whole plan was interesting, but I was a little frustrated. I, I would have liked to have seen uh, Ifiatu Malafanu, but Shamar Jean Charles I like even more, so I'm more than okay with that uh, swap. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's tough, too, is the Lions obviously not being that great of a team, also having, I think, the fewest picks in the division. A lot oh, yeah. of things yeah. happening with them, so... They- that does not help them at all. I think they had what seven. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears. The Bears ended up with seven as well, but I think that's because they traded away a few of those to to move up for the fields. Um, the fields pick. Uh, but well, let, let, I think they, the Lions acquired three, right? Oh, I think you're right. No, you are right. Yeah, so they like they yeah. they acquired more, and mm-hmm. the Bears kind of gave away but the bears ended up kind of winning their ends right no you're right yeah they did okay you're right um well let's talk about the bears then real quick because that's i mean that's the that's the one that we've talked about 
it's it really sucks to it really sucks to say, but I love their draft. Um, we've talked about it before. Uh, Justin Fields, as an Ohio State fan, I am so pissed about this oh, because God. I really I didn't. Every time we record, <laughs> I really, I really did not want to have to root against Justin Fields. I was already trying to make peace with watching him as a 49er because I thought that you know that's where all the smoke was kind of was kind of going, and then to end up as a bear, like God bless it. Um, Bears traded up to get him too, right? Yeah. yeah. Like so, as soon as they traded up, it's you knew. What you they knew. Oh, I knew right away. Yeah. Right. When, yeah. And and th- let's let, let me get a let me get the opinion on you guys before we talk more about the Bears trading up. The move to trade up to Justin Fields. I think they were pick twenty, so they trade up to pick eleven. They move up nine spots to get Justin Fields. I forget what they gave up. I think they gave up. Did they give up a a first next yeah. year? Next year's first. Okay. Next, I mean that's the big one. Is next year's first. So moving, doing that to get Justin Fields like this. What what what's uh, what's your thoughts? What do you what do you think of it? I think it kind of finally showed that the Bears are serious. You know, they yeah. didn't want to screw up again after the whole Trubisky quarterback situation. I think they wanted to prove that they can try and get it right the second time around and really start to build something. Because I mean, yeah, they go out and they sign their free agents with Andy Dalton and such, but, you know, is he really going to be the one that carries this franchise? Probably not, since he hasn't really been able to do it with his own in the past. And Justin Fields, he's a guy that there's all that talk, and you hope that your staff can develop him into what he needs, and then you can start to draft around him. And, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think that this was probably the best move they could have made. And it they they have an exciting quarterback, and – you know, one instead of passing up on him and drafting a different quarterback early on, they they finally got it right, I think, and it's just a matter of can he acclimate to the NFL and produce. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves assuming the Bears <laughs> got anything right. Yeah, that's right. Um, they made a gigantic move uh, four years ago or five years ago for Trubisky, and to be honest, I think most people didn't think it was the right move anyway as opposed to this move, which more people are on board with. But, I mean, as Jim McMahon said, Chicago is the place where quarterbacks go to die. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw Justin Fields. The Bears released the video today of Justin Fields getting the call from Matt Nagy um, on his pick. It sounded, I mean, the look on his face, it sounded like he got a call and just found out that, you know, his cat was run over in the street. <laughs> That old um, dog Dan was talking about. See, I was thinking if I say dog, it'll be too much like Dan's dog. <laughs> but then I didn't want to say cat because Jen, I know you have two cats, but I ran out of animals. How many animals? <laughs> dog and cat. Wait, go back to your turtle, Eli. Oh yeah, okay. He ran over my turtle. Dan, I had a turtle for twelve hours. It bit me. I hate that turtle. I returned it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> um, but bottom line is. I am afraid a little bit, if I'm being honest, about the potential of Justin Fields. Then again, I really do have faith in Chicago and their ability to ruin quarterbacks, and I'm not <laughs> saying that facetiously. I really I really do believe that. Um, but again, I, I think he does have talent. But in watching, who was it? Uh, oh, watching Josh Myers. I watched a ton of his uh, film, so obviously I saw Justin Fields. And, yes, he made some spectacular throws, but he also missed on some throws. And I don't think I don't think he's anything – I don't think he's a, a 
complete product yet, basically. I mm-hmm. think Dalton should start the season for them, make it at least a handful of games, maybe six weeks, four weeks, six weeks. We'll probably see fields, but, I mean, the rest of their draft is what's interesting. As I mentioned before, getting Tevin Jenkins in the second round is a very good value, and getting Daz Daz Newsom, I'm sorry, is a receiver out of uh, North Carolina, I believe, that I was very excited about on day two, and they picked him up, so that should be interesting. But overall, it's the Bears, and their defense isn't the 2018 Bears defense at all. And even if Fields ends up being that ends up being good or a star or just average, whatever it is, they have to build a team around him. And outside of Allen Robinson, and I don't even know if I would consider David Montgomery a huge weapon. I don't know how much they have on offense, and their offensive line isn't that great. Yes, they added Tevin Jenkins, but they're going to need they're going to need you know it's going to be a process. They're going to have to build around Fields, assuming he's the guy, and then rebuild that defense they had a couple years ago because Fields isn't going to do it alone. As Packer fans, we all know quarterbacks can't win the game by themselves, or Aaron Rodgers would have ten Super Bowls. So. Yeah, the thing the thing with Justin Fields, I love the like for the Bears, I love this move. If you if you think that this is your guy, which I think that is, a default for a guy like Justin Fields to fall to eleven to to trade up to get him like that, that's that's a that's a that's a home run sort of move. That's a that's a swing for the fences move. You need your quarterback, and he was one of the best I, I think it's there's there's people that were saying he was one he was the best like there were people ranking him above, um you know everyone else in the class I I think I do think that he's a I think he's going to be a good quarterback I think you're spot on Eli he's gonna take he's gonna take some time especially to get used to an NFL system uh you know they the Bears probably do the whole the Fitzpatrick to a situation where you throw the vet the the Wiley veteran out there for a couple weeks let him take you know the crap for a couple weeks. And then bring Justin Fields in to see what you got, and hope that you know, hope that he by that time he kind of comes around. The thing that should make Packer fans happy about this situation, though, is that it almost guarantees that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy will be back longer, <laughs> will stay longer, because if they don't make this move, let's say they draft a wide receiver, an offensive tackle, and they trot uh, Andy Dalton out there. As the quarterback this year, let's say they bring in, you know, let's say they bring in like a, I think Bortles is still out there. Let's say they have a, a QB competition between the two or whatever. Whatever they, whatever they, well, they, they trot out there. You saw the, the oh, report. that's right. You still do have Foles sitting. You saw the report today about Foles. They tried trading him back to the Eagles. They said no. no, and then they put out feelers, and not a single team wants to trade for him. What a surprise. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine getting traded back? To, oh, I, oh, man. Um, but, but if you, but let's say you run out whoever you have there, there's probably a good chance that at least Matt Nagy is gone, um, after this year, you know, like the, the seat is hot. Now you've got the situation where, especially if you do the Andy Dalton for a couple of weeks and Justin Fields comes in for three quarters of the season or half the season or whatever it is, then you get that old excuse of, well, 
we've still got this young quarterback sitting here. Like, give us a chance to develop him. Like, let, let's get our guy. Like, he's our guy. We want him. Like, when we get him in there, then we can go. And so then they give him another year. And let's say Justin Fields hangs around and makes him 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven or whatever it is now when it's 17-game season. You know, now now it's a couple more years, and maybe you get lucky, and they stick around for four or five years, and they screw up even more drafts. And so that that's what you hope with here with the very Justin likely, Fields. Dan, yeah, very likely. I'm looking forward. <laughs> but I but you're right. But you're right on the spot with Eli. The rest of it, I love the rest of the picks. Getting those the two offensive tackles like they did, especially uh, Jenkins in the second round. Uh. Absolutely key for what the 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 I almost called them the Browns. The Bears need to yeah, no need to do. Yeah, well, the Browns are actually better now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the rest of it though, it feels it feels it need it feels needs it it. You're just basically taking flyers on guys, but the top of the draft, you tried to you tried to anchor down two of the biggest spots, tackle and quarterback, and they they did exactly that. But like you said. It is the Bears, and they will continue to suck. Um, last one here on the list, guys, the Minnesota Vikings creating a quarterback controversy for Kirk Cousins taking Kellamond in the third round. It's uh, reported by Adam Schefter that Kirk Cousins is now planning to retire. He's told uh, players that he doesn't plan to be back. He's threatened by Kellamond. Where's all the bull crap about Kellamond? Um you know, no, this, he, he could have just taken Kellen Mond this year and not taken Jordan Love last year, and we would all be happy. No no one would be threatened. Mond would sit for two or three years, and we could all live our lives. But no, instead, we're living in, in a real-life apocalyptic scenario, and until it's resolved, I am going to be an extremely agitated person. So I blame... Well, I blame Jen, of course. Yeah, but I was I'm saying, say, it's always my fault. I blame Jen, but, but what I meant to say is that, well, unfortunately, until it's resolved, probably my frustration will be taken out of the two of you as this situation intensifies because I can't handle it much longer. Well, I just don't understand. If you know that you need a quarterback, why would you not take Mac Jones when he's available and then drop back and drop Kalamond, unless there's something I don't understand. Oh, I, Janelle, I can answer that pretty pretty quickly. Is it because the Vikings it's, suck? It's three. It's three simple words. Mac Jones sucks. Um, I, oh, I, I, <laughs> I I do not like. I I really don't like Mac Jones, and I think it would have that would have. Now that's that's that is a on brand Vikings move to take a Mac Jones like that. Christian Ponder, it'd be hilarious. Right. Exactly. It's Christian Ponder all over again. I actually applaud the Vikings for not taking the bait on Mac Jones and taking a guy like Christian Derisaw because that's exact. That's exactly what you need. The, the Vikings offensive line has sucked for years. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, I mean, you're guaranteed to have Kirk Cousins for how many more years, two or or three? I, think, I think they added two more to an existing one year, so okay. three, and so three, it's fully guaranteed. Right, fully guaranteed. So you're guaranteed to have him for three more years. Get an offensive line to hopefully make something happen there, and if Kellen Mond becomes something in the next two or three years, perfect. But, yeah, they they avoided they avoided the same kind of Jordan Love controversy by not taking Mac Jones, I feel like, which in hindsight – really pisses me off because I would have loved to just have them go through the same kind of bull crap that I'm going through. But um, 
Yeah, you, Eli, you kind of hit on it when we first talked about it. I, I really enjoy everything they did with this. I mean, it helps that they have 11 picks, so it's hard not to, not to find guys. I think they had 14 to start out with, too, so they had mm-hmm. a lot yeah. to work with. Yeah. Um, I mean, I as uh, in the third round, getting Wyatt Davis, the guard, I like I like that because, again, it's Ohio State guy. Um they, they just pump out offensive linemen, and to get him in the third round, it just helps shore up everything you're trying to do in there. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I'm just looking through here. Yeah, you were talking about uh, Smith Marset from Iowa in the fifth round. I think um, that could that could turn out to be the next uh, Adam Thielen kind of. Don't say that. You know, Dan. A part of me I want to do like. like you're wearing your Lions hat, your Bears hat, your Vikings hat. Like, I mean, <laughs> weird. Adam Thielen with everything going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was a way to bring up the Adam the Adam Thielen controversy. It, it oh yeah, what did he say? He said something. Oh yeah, he dissed Lambeau Field. In the meantime, his stadium is killing thousands of birds daily. They're just flying into that gigantic glass wall. Minnesota, what a garbage place! Hey, Jen. Okay, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we don't trash the entire state, but your state, yeah. look, you're a huge animal advocate, and your state. I built signed the petition house. for them to not put those panels. A murder in. house. It's a murder house for birds. It, it is. There was a petition that went around before what? it opened up, and I signed it. And you really? know, they don't care. Yeah, they're. Oh yeah. Birds. Okay, well, you know what? I'm a look. You know how I feel about birds, Jen. I don't you trust them. So you're probably you probably signed the petition to put the panels on. I did. I always found birds to be a bit creepy, lurking above us, watching us. Like what are I they? Mean, thinking? Dinosaurs. They're dinosaurs, man. If you could fly, you're eighty percent dinosaur, in my opinion. So I agree with you there, Dan. <laughs> and in a way I have to applaud, you know, the Vikings for extinguishing the rest of the dinosaurs. So thank you. Oh my gosh. No, this conversation really went Jen, off the rails. Jen, all I'm going to say, Jen, is just tell me one good thing birds do. There you go. That birds do, they eat bugs. Ugh, so, bugs. so do spiders. So do spiders and fish. Yeah, and birds eat spiders, which everybody hates. I love spiders. Give me another one. <laughs> they... There's like are... one obvious one, and if you don't get it, I'm going to lose my mind. About what birds do? Yeah. What's a positive aspect that birds bring to our culture? Yeah. I don't know. I think they're... Eggs, buddy. You get their eggs. You eat their children. <laughs> okay, don't go out and eat a robin egg. I don't even Chickens know what that is. Birds. I'm just talking about I eggs. Know, but the, okay, the one thing. Quail, like quail I en- eggs? Quail I eggs? Quail I enjoy, I enjoy Ooh, watching birds and listening to them. We're like a weird bird family. and Okay, birds singing. I could get behind some. So some they wake us singing. up early. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No. Cool. <laughs> your window then. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that this is where the Minnesota Vikings talk has taken us. Like, yeah. I, thought we were gonna talk, I thought we were going to shit talk Adam Thielen, and all of a sudden it goes into dissing. No, Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen can go go believe himself. Um it, what like if that's if that's your biggest jab at Packer fans or the Packers organization, then like that we have bleachers. Good job. Yeah. I also Great. can't like how do you disrespect Lambeau Field even as a rival? You got to have some respect like with Lambeau Field. Like, are you serious? You're gonna come out and try to diss the most historic stadium and probably all of sports. Like, right. no one's going to back you up on that. Like, like yeah, I could, Of course, we don't have a halo screen. It was built in the early, like, 
I don't even know what a Halo <laughs> screen is, but I don't want one. I'm happy with I think the that's way that the have, like, the giant screen. Oh, like, I, I can respect, like, I can totally respect, like, a guy like Adam Thielen saying, I love going into Lambeau and beating the Packers in Lambeau because you went into the cathedral of the NFL and you beat the team. You beat that team. You beat them in front of their fans at this this altar of the NFL, you know. But there's 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 just there's no there's no anything behind saying that it's a bad stadium. It's not like you want to brag on a bad stadium in the division. Go look at Soldier Field. That stadium yeah. is garbage. I've been there way too many times, and Dan, you're us. absolutely right. Well, and that because he says he's like, there's nothing nice about it. It's like, yeah, because it's it's old, it's historic, but that's the beauty of it is that every also, part at of the that same building. Time, there is modern, you know, they, they have re- they like, renovated I, it. You got Titletown District. Like, it's a fun experience just being yeah. there. I mean, like, Lambeau Field is literally in the neighborhood of Green Bay. Yeah. And it's no, it, just there, so there shouldn't be anybody questioning, like, oh, it's not nice. Why? Because, like, there's bleachers and your butt might get sore. That sucks. And stand up and cheer like you're supposed to. I don't. Who cares? Bleachers or chairs? It's all yeah. uh, none of it's padded. You're not getting a cushion. And you seat. can you can rent a back seat or a you can buy a chair pad or anything yeah, like that. If it is uncomfortable. If you're sitting for that long, then you shouldn't be at the game anyway. You're so many layers of clothing that it might as well be a seat. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, I I bundle up real nice. Uh, I love going to Packer games just to wear my winter socks that are like. 11 layers thick. They, they could keep me warm through an entire winter just on those. And I well, will continue myself. Yeah, my dad, he he works construction, and obviously living in Minnesota, he helped build the new U.S. Bank Stadium. And I wish I could tell Adam Thielen the things that have happened to that stadium when they were going up. It was built by a group of Cowboys fans, and then my dad, a Packer fan. So yeah, things funny. happened there that – And their stadium literally collapsed on, on top of itself. So, Adam Thielen, be quiet and take your L's, which you always do against the Packers. There That's is a – my dad on one of the beams, they all got to sign a beam when it went up, and he put an 87 for Jordy. So, Ooh, <laughs> They weren't allowed to write Go Packo or anything, but – there is a Jordy 87 up in the in the rafters of U.S. Bank Stadium. Nice. In my honor. <laughs> <laughs> so the Vikings draft, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally okay with that. That I'm totally okay with the way that that took. No, I just like there's not much more we could say about this one. It's it, it does everything that they needed to do. They got offensive line, got a quarterback prospect for the future, and then. Just basically trying to fill different spots and holes wherever they need to. They a couple of um, of defensive edge, defensive linemen. They need pass rush. Uh, tried to find a couple more weapons on the offensive line. That's, I think or, they're uh, the only team in the North that took a tight end. I don't think anybody else took a tight I end. I think you are correct. Well, if we would have taken a tight end, I would have. That would have been it. yeah. How many uh, how many tight ends does one team need? It's like let's well, just run. Bears, they usually run with thirteen. Yeah, that's true. Right. The Bears do love a good tight end, but the Packers have enough. So well, Jay Sternberger told us uh, they're planning on running a lot of fourteen set this year. Oh, I'm um, excited for that. Yeah, yeah, so 
By the so, way, I am still very much on the Jay Sternberger train. Same. I do not believe he is done. I think he has a lot to show, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, but he's going to wear that 87. He's got to be big. That's why I'm really excited. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think he's more athletic and has higher potential, honestly, than Tanyan. Like, Tanyan clearly had a connection with Rodgers, but I don't know if either of you would argue with me that he's necessarily the most athletic guy in the world or the fastest or the best route runner. Like, Sternberger really has a lot of athleticism to his game that I'm very excited about. He's dealt with injuries, but I think if he could play a full season and see real reps, he's he's a tight end that can develop into something big. And tight ends take time, you know. It's not like a tight mm-hmm. end can come in in the first year or two and be a star. It could take two or, you know, three, four years even before you see real production from a tight end. So I'm not giving up on Sternberger anytime soon. No, I think you're spot on with it. Um, all right, guys, any any other final? We, we've spent almost a 50 minutes here talking about all of this, and we talked about birds, dogs, <laughs> cats, uh, every, everything, yeah. everything NFC North that we could possibly throw Turtles, in here and then some other stuff. Any any final thoughts on uh, on just draft stuff overall? Because I feel like this is the – I feel like we're the, the bookend for draft coverage. I think after this there's – there's really not much more draft you can kind of kind of break down. So just last yeah. last opinion or take on on the draft season and draft, uh, yeah, just draft draft season as a whole. Jed, why don't you kick it off? Um, no, I mean I'm realistically I'm just excited to kind of see where the Packers guys get plugged in. I know a handful of them are kind of more just that backup role, and you hope to not see them like the offensive linemen that they drafted, you hope to not see all of them because that means injuries are occurring. But I do think that there is a lot of potential for some big-time starters for the Packers. And, I don't know, hopefully this year we actually get to kind of see some of that training camp, preseason stuff that we didn't get last year, which kind of also messes with the draft. You know, you don't get to be as excited going into the season over the draft picks because you didn't really get to see them. So hopefully this year we get a little bit more exposure to those guys in the offseason, and that's what kind of excites me about this class too is there's a lot to look forward to, and hopefully we get to see it. Yeah, well, last year I got to see it through – I mean, I know you won't be able to see this, but through about a hole, an inch-sized hole (laughs) in a fence, and I looked like a real creepo – uh, just staring through a fence at a bunch of grown men. So that was fun. But, yeah, Jen, I agree. I hope we have regular training camp, and I will absolutely be out in Green Bay to watch that. But my final takeaways, um, a couple things. Number one, if this Aaron Rodgers drama wasn't currently happening, I believe 90% of Packer Nation would be pretty ecstatic with this draft. Right now, everyone's kind of just like, well, it doesn't really matter so much until we figure out what's with Rodgers. But there was no Rodgers drama. I think everyone will walk out of this draft very happy. So that's first. And then secondly, just two quick points. I think Shamar Jean Charles and Isaiah McDuffie are going to be legitimate late-round steals, whether it's this year or in the future. I like them both very much. I think for sure, James Charles, I just have a feeling about McDuffie that he could end up being just a hard-nosed middle linebacker that they need. I know they have Martin and Barnes, but those are both second-year guys. One's undrafted, another one's a fifth-round pick. I think McDuffie has a chance for sure to make an impact on special teams and work his way into the defense. Yeah, and my last one, 
Get your Josh Meyer jerseys right now. I'm so on board with the Josh Myers thing. I put it into the universe. Week two against the Lions, talking with my dad. He's from my hometown. I ended up, I realized, looked through my old yearbooks. I went to grade school with him, separated obviously by several years and several grades. But now I can say officially that I went to school with the Green Bay Packer. And so Josh Myers, your center for the future, one day we're hanging his number up in Lambeau after he's won five Super Bowls with the Packers. With Aaron Rodgers. And with Amen. Aaron Rodgers, exactly. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers rides off into the sunset, and it's on the back of Josh Myers. Perfect. Uh, Dan just wanted to get that quick flex in there. I am fu- – oh, Janelle, buckle <laughs> the hell up, because I am going to try to slide that into every – conversation I have about the Packers from here until the end of time. Exciting. <laughs> sure people will love that. Uh, oh, people are going to, yeah, you guys are all going to love it. Buckle up, you to um, post his yearbook picture? Yeah, I am getting that. Be- no, trust me, I'm, I'm working on getting the picture. <laughs> need to see okay. that. I need, yeah. I need proof that it happened. <laughs> hey, Dan, it's like weird because, you know, when you look at football players and you just kind of assume – they're older than you because they're like gigantic right. people. Dan, are you older than him? Oh, by yeah. Oh yeah. wow, See, it's so it's so weird. Like I look at like I look at a guy like Kenny Clark, you know, and I'm like three years older than him, and he would <laughs> eat me for breakfast. And I'm like, yeah, Kenny Clark. Oh. He he came into I worked at Foot Locker in Green Bay, and he came in one time, and I yeah I was like, there's no way we're the same age. He is yeah, massive, yeah. and good thing they were shopping for his friend because nothing we had there would have fit him. Yeah, <laughs> massive, massive dude. Like I just, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think a person could be that large. Big. Yeah, yeah. No, I was pretty big too, but it was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm pretty sure is it uh, Lily Zhao from uh, the Green Bay area there, the the uh, sports reporter, put this up last year, like. She's older than basically almost everyone on the Green Bay Packers roster, and I am the same age as her. And I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like I see, like I see Zadarius Smith, and I see a 35 year old man, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, he like just was able to rent a car like a couple of years ago." And like, no, he's not. But they all, yeah, they all look, they all look the same. And yeah, Josh Myers looks like a man among boys as well. So. Yeah, uh, that's my next thing. I'll get I'll get a picture of the Josh Myers in my yearbook and and send that out to everybody. Um, but uh, that should wrap it up for us here. Like we did a great job as our first uh, first time together. Looking forward to a lot more down the line. Um, anything that you guys want to uh, want to promote? Let people know whereabouts they can can find you and everything, Janelle. Yeah, so obviously you can find me every other for the most part Tuesdays on Pack a Day. Uh, you can find me doing hockey at SIA First Line uh, every Thursday on Game on Wisconsin, open book with Eli here and Zach Jacobson, and uh, Minds of the Game with Brandon Bostic. And you can also just find all of that on my Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. Cool. Eli? Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Book of Eli underscore NFL. And you can find any of my writing at PackerReport.com or Crocker Report uh, if you're looking for more scouting, draft kind of stuff. And then obviously, like Jen said, every Thursday night, open book on Game on Wisconsin. And if you want to check out my YouTube page, uh, just Ellie Berkovitz, 
Um, and oh my gosh, that's you said it. All my videos. You said it. I said you it, said his so name correctly for the I'm first just time. I'm into it now. <laughs> I was like, that's, like, did he did he spell the YouTube channel weird on purpose? No, Dan. <laughs> okay, this is happening. It's I time. Guess. Oh, Zach's okay. gonna be so mad that this know, is happening here in that open book. <laughs> so for everyone, I'll do it on open book too. But basically. Someone suggested Book of Eli as my Twitter handle, and I just liked it. And also people assume my name is Eli, but I actually go by Ellie. So you can both feel free to call me whatever you'd like. But, um, yeah, it turns out my entire identity is fake. Yeah. I have been waiting months for you to tell people. Ben's been making me nuts to, to reveal my real name as if, I'm well, like, when Tanya, when Tanya said Tanya and then the whole I Matt LaFleur thing, I was like, it's your time. I know, but. that was my time. That was my time. But everyone <laughs> listening, it's going to change your life. My name's Ellie, so good luck. Every, good luck moving everyone, on. Everyone has, everyone has the different process of, of, you know, showing their true self, and we respect everybody's timeline and, and path to get to where they are. So I respect it, Eli. Or Ellie's, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Just not Elliot. He doesn't let us call him Elliot. Yeah, Elliot's my actual name. If you want to just call me that, you call me that too. That's the mom name. Yeah, she likes to go, <laughs> Elliot? Yeah, like that, yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter as well, at DK all the way. Um, not much more than, uh, than yeah, the every other Tuesday here on the Pack-A-Day podcast. We will have something big this week for Game On Wisconsin. We are interviewing... Uh, I this is the third time now, and it's the second time that he has requested to come on with us and talk with us. So I'm going to say not just friend of Lombardi's Bar, but also close personal friend, Joe Thomas. Uh, interviewing Joe Thomas uh, tomorrow on Monday for uh, a special Lombardi's Bar episode that we're going to air on Tuesday night at uh, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central on the Game on Wisconsin socials. So you check that out. Joe Thomas is always a lot of fun, especially when he comes on uh, these these last couple times. He's very much more freewheeling. He kind of lets his Packer fan uh, side of him come out a little bit more. Um, so I uh, hope you guys check that out. Hope you're following us, the podcast, on Twitter, at Packaday Podcast. Give us a follow Retweet, subscribe, all of that stuff. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast itself. Tell your friends about it. Also, make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel as well. Andy's killing it over there with the daily Packaday Podcast videos on the YouTube channel. Just, again, Packaday Podcast. So make sure you're checking all of that out again. Um, until next time, we see you guys in two weeks from now. Me, Janelle, and Eli. Got to say, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.